fuck it, we'll do it on the night. Cam, you want to get your mat in front of you? My voice was doing this because of something in my throat, and I just kind of you have a bubble. Yeah, I yeah. just kind of went with it. This is how we live now. This is, this is how we live. Now. Hello, everyone. Let's do this for the first five minutes at least. So, like, they're like constantly checking the speed of the podcast. You're like, is it one point five? And then just for like the two percent that we get it exactly right, just like speed up at random intervals. Like, oh, did I do that? What I was thinking was... Okay, I didn't read these. Should I read these? No, no. You can read them when we get to it. On the night? On the night. Readings for dorks. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Is everybody able to hear? Yep. Is everybody able to hear themselves? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. I had to turn you and Nick up to not lol. Lol? You don't think I can get to Kyle level? You're right, I can't. Ah! (laughs) Yeah. There's some nose torque there if you want. It's it. like if a banshee stepped on a Lego. Yeah. And was real. <laughs> if if puberty happened what? all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the nose torque over there, Nick? The what? It's a white bottle. A little white bottle. Like pill bottle. I don't think it's over there. This guy? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The, Be some, careful with that. Yeah. What is it? It's smelling salts. What do those do? They wake you up. They make you it's it's <laughs> ammonia. They make you jacked. Apparently, bodybuilders do, do it them, now. Yeah. They like take a hit of smelling salts and then rep PRs. Do you want it? No, I'm Why? saying you can have it if you're feeling like you need some energy. No, you just smell it. No, I got my depressants over here. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine a podcast that needs that less. Lolljk <laughs> was. I can't was possibly. Kyle taking it? I can't possibly think of a, a, a podcast that needs more energy. We we all did in those torque. Is that but, like in your fourth hour? Right, yeah. No, it was. Um, it wasn't even supposed to be discussed on the show. Brian, right. Brian uses it to stay awake during renderings. <laughs> it was. Um, we did it in the intro and the outro, and then right before each of us started our topic. So basically, what it was was like. <laughs> <laughs> for like most of the show. Oh man! So if you want that, it's there. Because I don't know what to do with a chunk of raw ammonia. Can you just throw that away? Fucking stay torqued. I guess I keep torquing it. Get turned. I opened it up in my car, and it was like it was in a box, in a box, and then inside that was bubble wrapped and taped. And I was like, "Whoa, this taped. is really well shipped!" And then I cracked open the bubble wrap and my car just immediately filled with ammonia. I'm like, whoa, whoa, I'm so torqued. I'm too torqued for this drive. And then you turn on Ludacris and you just start thinking you're in Fast and Furious. Yeah, and then I had to drive to work with like the faint smell of ammonia. It's like a cat pissed right under my nose. <clears throat> Shall we? Well, best to hit work I ever had. Wait, is cat piss ammonia? It's very ammonia heavy. When yeah. you smell like cat pee. So you should use cat pee to clean? No. It's not for cleaning. No. <laughs> I just know but it's you, an ingredient. You have cat pee to stay awake. I've just Cheesy. heard people who clean say ammonia before. So <laughs> <I just heard. laughs> that was the joke I was making. Guys. <laughs> Basically, I rub cat piss on everything. I thought ammonia was when you forget who you are. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. God damn it. <laughs> That's exactly what's in that bottle. Is this the podcast <laughs> where I make Matt hate me? 
Weirdly, well, that was the title. Well on her way. <laughs> <laughs> the one where Matt hates Nick. <laughs> topic, no! topic number one. Make Matt hate Nick. <laughs> wow, that was Hi, quick. my name's number Nick two. and I exist. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, but I love you. <laughs> well, welcome to an all-new custom show. Dumbcast. Brought to you by Adam Norton. And Mr. I am Joey Norton. Reinish here with Kim Reinish. Hi. Uh, Nick, Nick. Yeah, Al- Nick Allen. Allen. There Whoa. we go. Yeah. Oh, man. It has been a while since I've been on I need this. that torquing. Yeah. Nick <laughs> Allen and Matt Lohman. Hello. We are going to, according to this, buckle up, buddy, because shit's going to get weird. So topic one. <laughs> Buckle up. I love horror films. So, things that scare you and pitch a horror movie based on those fears. I feel like there's already been a ton of horror movies based on what I know Kim is scared of. What does that mean? Just like <laughs> things where you can't see the face. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, faceless shit. I thought about that on the drive over. But, but not like but, okay. their faces are gone. It's just they're wearing some sort of face covering. So, I was thinking about this, obviously. <laughs> or masks. I feel like I that... I, that's like my one irrational fear. Okay. Aside from that... That'd be a hilarious movie, though. Well, aside from that, I feel like as I've gotten older, like there's things that I fear that are like normal things that adults fear that aren't fun <laughs> for making <laughs> podcasts. Oh, man. I, I, really, I really hate getting indicted. Like, like, oh, taxes. Well, no, like, like I fear that, you know, like something will happen to the people that I love or like, Kay. you know... <laughs> But well, everyone in regular horror movies have people that love them too. No, I know, I know, but it's not like I don't know. Like it's not a very funny subject. I feel like to discuss. But I so was it's a normal thinking, movie where someone something can happen to somebody at any point. Well, so I have <laughs> yeah, I have the normal, not the normal, the previously discussed irrational fear of people in uniforms whose faces you can't see, which so like nurses with a mask. Nope, which is a what? narrow scope of. Astronauts, firefighters, and old timey deep sea divers. <laughs> I mean, the the police and the military wear masks, gas masks, and pocket. Bo- gas bo- masks bo- are also super scary. Yeah, but that that for I don't know what it is. Like I said, I started off by saying I have an irrational fear of these things. I don't know where it comes from or what the deal is. But so, like those movies that are like my personal horror movie kind of already exist. Like Gravity. <laughs> And, <laughs> and and that one with Cuba Gooding where he was the old timey diver. <laughs> I don't. Oh, the Men of Honor or something. <laughs> or Robert De Niro's super racist. Yeah, The Abyss. No, but I was going to say The Abyss is another one. Yeah. Um, but so I don't like those Apollo very Thirteen. Much. <laughs> that is another one that I'm not a big fan of. Armageddon. Um. Yeah. So, shockingly, that one doesn't come up on like the scary scale for me i feel like it's not as serious because aerosmith's in the background the whole time because because someone won they won (laughs) the war against the rock i don't know or maybe it's just because it feels like those the other movies aren't intended to be scary movies but they're very dramatic (laughs) and serious Mm -hmm. whereas armageddon might try to be very dramatic and serious but i don't put it on the same level (laughs) i guess it's in the criterion collection kim well there's a lot of things in the criterion collection (laughs) But okay, but I was thinking the other thing that I would be, if I had to like try and boil it down to, what is it that these guys could do that would scare me in a horror movie setting? I, 
despite the conversation we just had before coming on here, I don't like pain. And I like weird. I know, right? <laughs> I constantly think about like like if I'm getting any kind of medical procedure or a shot or something I'm unfamiliar with, I always ask like is it going to hurt or like what is it going to feel <laughs> and like they or always something lie. like that? No, they don't, but like <laughs> but then I like just this morning some a medical person was like you have a really high pain tolerance. So I don't know why I find that to be like such a you overcorrected. I think about so much, but so I thought that maybe if I was like kidnapped and forcibly <laughs> tortured or tattooed or some kind of procedure done by a firefighter and astronaut and an old timey <laughs> ET diver, that would be my personal horror movie. Okay, uh, it's very short, so it could be like while constantly worrying about. My own personal mm-hmm. ability to stay alive and the well-being of my loved ones. <laughs> or if, like, you have an illness and they quarantine you, but then men in uh, those, those like hazmat suits. hazmat suits come in and just do normal tests. But on thing you. is, usually with the hazmat suits, it's like a clear glass thing over them, and you can still actively see their face. Well, these are not. Oh, these are weird ones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. These are the, the other, other kind. These are the personally kind. tailored for my horror, my, my horror movie where you can't see the face. No, 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 no. The other ones. <laughs> what if they just have like a creepy smiley face drawn on it? Though that would be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really scary. Yeah. So, anyways, like I said, aside from that, I feel like I have like the normal, rational adult fears of like scary ways to die and things like that. I have not saved enough for retirement. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very long movie. <laughs> but you, you feel it in your guts. Yeah, you, you, feel, you can just feel the... Right at the base of your spine. But you you're like anxious about up. it for like five minutes a day for like 30 years. <laughs> Did you just look over to a jar with like five dollars in it? With retirement spelled wrong on it? Yeah. And oh. it's just a five dollar bill. It's not yeah. like you're putting change in there. <laughs> I'm starting this off right. Like you started and then it off. One time you put- look over it and it's like only got four singles. <laughs> Something happened. What? Oh yeah, candy day. I got really hungry. This uh, this retirement fund is just a jar filled with IOUs <laughs> to myself. Oh man, Nick, what's your what's your your pitch? Well, you want to pitch us your movie? Well, I'm going. No. Okay. <laughs> it's. I don't really have one because okay, I, we'll I fe- one my, my fear was, you know, when you're like at night, um, when you're laying at night and you're 100% sure you're being watched either by like a spirit or aliens or someone in the room uh-huh. and you're frozen with fear and you're just like, how do you, who are you? Leave. Go. So do you just often yell out? Who are <laughs> Not you often, but that's definitely happened to me. Mostly like, uh, Growing up, like in teen years, hasn't happened lately. But like, I've never, never, had never that. had that. No. No. I mean, I've been like laying in bed, where, like where you hear a noise. Super sure, there's just another entity. No, in like the you room hear a you. noise in the house. You know, like the house settles, or like there's a wind, or something happens, and you're like, you hear a noise, and you're like, that was definitely a noise made by a human person or a scary monster. But I've never one of those two. Yeah, <laughs> no. So, I mean, so like, this isn't normal. I mean, like a human person who's coming to attack me, or a, like some. Either way, it's bad for me. Or it's but just... I've never. I've, I don't think I've ever had the feeling that there's someone in the room with me. Nick, do you think this fear is why you mysteriously sleep broke your foot? 
years ago. <laughs> were you fighting someone? You were fighting like a ghost. <laughs> you just heel kicked your own wall because it's obviously a ghost. They just went through it. Well, yeah, and you guys just don't normally kick your ghost. Get out of here, ghost! <laughs> Crunch. It could be because I, I probably did feel that in that creepy K-Town house, but there are a bunch of people there. So Guys, I think possible. we're finally making progress on Nick's coming to terms with his brain thing. I am <laughs> laying on did. a couch. <laughs> Uh. So is, is it? Do you think it was like, like just a mental thing or like a sleep paralysis? No, I really hundred percent believe there was like an entity, just like a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Some people have, that. and it wasn't kicked off by like a, a noise. Yeah, I mean, granted, after I had that feeling, every noise I heard was right. Like, yeah, that's Suspicious. evidence. Yeah. That's certainly evidence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and no, normally that kind of paralyzes me, but when um in the last year. I, one time I did hear a noise. I was like, 100%, that's a person. And for some reason, I was naked. And I got up Perfect. and had a flashlight and uh, a pocket knife by my bed. <laughs> so I'd, I was like, I'd leave if I were there. <laughs> <laughs> Nick was armed with three weapons. Oh! Psychologically. Naked. Long story short, killed a guy. <laughs> Bathed in his blood. Uh, I, I mean, we talked about a little so, bit on previous shows that that home invasion thing is like a real legit fear of mine, hence like alarms and security and stuff. I have a question, though. Did that come before the incident where you thought I was an intruder or did that we had set the, it off or did that just like escalate it? It it solidified it. Did you really kill Kim? Is this a new Kim? No. No. <laughs> We are in an alternate world, though, because he set things on fire with putting pillows in the dryer. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, def- we're 100% in alternate we t- timeline. We took one of our pillows out of that townhouse, and also, it had just, like, a grill mark on it. I also had a thought for a movie Jesus. pitch. It, it, I don't know how it'd work, but it's like... Me naked. Where, the <laughs> you know those times where you almost die, and you're just like, I could have died. Like, if I was just in that lane, I would have hit that car. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, like, you probably did do that. And, and now then you just in have infinite lives. Yeah. You're just like, here you go. And so, so um, you're saying I can do whatever I want, and nothing can stop me. <laughs> yeah, you're saying true. I'm Jet Li's the one. <laughs> Isn't that what that new movie is that's oh, coming out? Yeah, that Quentin, one. Counter, no. Counterpart. Counterpart. Yeah. Yeah, it's a series on stars. That's with, not a movie. With Jade James. Uh, what? James. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one you're on? John Carl. <laughs> you got to do his whole name. Jade. <laughs> Sean, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Where he like, there's an alternate timeline or whatever. Oh, that's what it, it's so the they don't interact at all. No, they do. It's uh, an alternate timeline, and we found a way to breach to, it. And yeah. now there's a cold war where each side is trying to get. And like uh, in our world, uh, J.K. Simmons is like a nobody. He's like a functionary. He doesn't even know what company he works at. And then in the other one, he's like, uh, some... he's an assassin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and okay. they, yeah, and they need each other for something. I really hope they find out the inciting incident is like I didn't get McDonald's that day. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I'm well, an assassin. I was gonna say our alternate timeline from the dryer burning down the townhouse We're is dead. like well well, yeah, but Jesus. or like it just like burned our shit down and it's like we live in that house. Like 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 everything's the same except for one little thing. Like we live in the house next door to this house. Our, our house except is you like named a your loop. pug. Wendell first, and then your second part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just something really insignificant and minuscule. Yeah, that could be fun. Like a, a fun movie. Movie pitch. 
don't know. I kind of <laughs> hope the J.K. Simmons show. I hope the inside incident. He's like standing outside like a mini mall, and like one door is like uh, uh, Excel for kids, and the other one is like Karate School. <laughs> <laughs> See, that makes way more. And then, and then, oh, he went to accounting school as a kid. And then to the right of that is Cinnabon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they bring in the third timeline. It's just fat. Yeah, I was implying there's another one. Every time they cut to that one, it's just him watching like Prices Right at, at two in the afternoon. This one he's on at two in the afternoon. I was gonna say that implies he taped it. Yeah, no, no, no. I actually think it'd be funnier if if he taped it and he's watching when he gets home from work at like seven p.m. I gotta watch the Prices Right. Let's see if Drew Carey's gonna turn it around. The one where he guesses all the questions right, <laughs> but no one's there to witness, so they don't believe him. I have a a very specific fear that I feel like you they already made the horror movie based on it, kind of. Because um, in the second Saw movie, there is one of the the traps in there where somebody has to reach their hand into a toilet filled with dirty drug needles, Ugh. and just like Jesus. Like, used bio anything, like, super grosses me out. But, like, the there's there was a movie I saw recently, too, where somebody, like, kicks up a needle that's in the dirt or something. Mm. Just, like, a needle that's out there, and they, like, gets in their arm, and I'm just like... <sighs> like, it's supposed to be a joke <laughs> in the movie, but I'm sitting there, like, starting to get cold sweats. I'm like, oh, God, he's got AIDS. He's got all the AIDS. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but so I basically <laughs> extend that scene in Saw for 90, 90 more minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a guy, try, he's just like, you can leave as soon as you get the key out of this toilet. And it's just me daintily picking all the needles out <laughs> from the other end to get to the bottom. There's no time pressure, but like at any minute, if I slip, I'm going to touch the dirty end of one of these needles. <laughs> But yeah, any any biohazard or anything. Like I take wide berths around those like weird trash cans at hospitals. <laughs> In case one of them just like, ah, gotcha. You go, oh, I thought it was a soap dispenser. You, you you go up a floor, you can come down a staircase on the other side of it. Yeah. Just see that just What's in there? It's, just, it's, it's nothing. It's bi- needles and bi- gloves bi- and bi- band-aids. It's all, it's all poison. It's, just, it's stuff that used to be helpful, but now it's full of poison from other people. It's all lava. Our bodies are full of poison. Yeah. If if it's not your body, it's poison. But like, yeah. if I stab myself with a needle and gave it to you, I'm like, what's your fucking problem? It's just in me. It's just... Maybe you don't want my blood. Yeah. Your body's Come not on. poison? No. Oh, okay. But other people's, it's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> like, use it, using the same toothbrush by accident is almost bad. But then just, like, if... Almost. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I am very confident that your blood is not poisonous. Uh-huh. But if there was a needle that was in you and then I had it, I'd be like, get this away from me still. <laughs> <laughs> Something will go wrong with this. <laughs> But okay, I had lots of bad pitches on the drive up here, <laughs> like ninety minutes of bone cracking sounds with different instruments. Yeah, his his art film. Um, <laughs> zombies, but instead of flesh, they go after your teeth. They just want teeth. Uh, that was that Channel like Zero that show. Man, yeah. was that Channel Zero episode. Tooth Man. Yeah, it was a kid made out of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> he was. <laughs> It was pretty creepy looking. Yeah, I can show you the poster for it. It was the like the poster for season one. Where's teeth? Hands? He, he was all no, teeth. No, he was all teeth. But like, what was like? What to eat with? 
He eats teeth. <gasps> he's just a giant teeth man. Yeah, he's teeth made of teeth. That How they defeat teeth. him, a dentist? I don't know, something like dreams. I don't know. Dreams? <laughs> <laughs> positive thinking. I don't know. Yeah. Dreams. The power of positive thinking. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't floss for like a week. <laughs> he doesn't want dirty teeth. Gingivitis. <laughs> Gingivitis. We sprayed him with simple syrup. <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt, you got a pitch? <clears throat> So, uh, I hate horror movies. Mm. I mean, obviously, there's a couple exceptions. I own a couple. There's a few I do like. But uh, for the most part, I don't fucking get it. I don't know why you want to... I don't know. Because they're too scary? Yeah. You don't like being scared? Yeah. Well, first off... I'm not a big fan of it either. First off, I'm a jumper. So, it's a vanity thing. Oh, my God, me too. I want people to see me jump. (laughs) You know, like, when you... If if you watch watch a lot of horror movies and you're like, oh, I know the guy's going to pop out at the end of the hall when they get halfway down the hall. Who is this for? It's for people like me. Because it fucking works on me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, so... Yeah, but know, the money's in that that tension, the lead-up to it. You're just like, oh, drink it in. I'm yeah, but I can also watch, like, a Hitchcock or a movie where it's like, well, the the end's gonna be a bummer, because we're, we're pretty out there. Like, because <laughs> of shit. Like, so I watched these people learn no lessons. This was just nothing. This was just you wanting me, hey, you wanna see something I thought was pretty cool? That's what I don't like most horror movies. Boo! There's almost no point, yeah. Um, but the, the four things that scare me the most are heights, needles, the ocean... And not being in control. We can combine those. Yeah, I did. Okay. I have a whole pitch. <laughs> You're on a needle ship. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm not a big height person either. In fact, getting too high up makes my feet go numb. Yep. And what, Which is a great thing to happen when you're too high up. Yeah. In fact, when I get startled and scared in general, my feet go numb. Yeah. Joey, isn't, that, isn't that a both of you thing? You just lock up. Yeah, don't you? Are you like goats? Yeah, you're like the fainting goats. No, it's just me, I think. Joey startled me once and my, like, so badly that he is terrified to do it again i think of what might happen but he literally had to like because you'll my... die or you'll kill him mm-hmm. no because i'll die okay. like literally i lost like i lost the ability to hold myself upright and he had to hold me yeah like... I, she was in the shower to be fair it was like completely like like i didn't even know yeah, fast. it was completely i didn't even know another person was in the house let alone in the bathroom with me and he comes in the bathroom rips the shower curtain open and is like, ah! Hey, Kim, like, you want to see my new hockey mask? <laughs> <laughs> and I was so terrified he had to, like, hold me up in the shower. Yeah, she was, like, wrapped in the shower curtain. I was holding her up because she couldn't stand. <laughs> here's the here's a rough approximation of the scream she made. Ooh! <laughs> she hailed it. She, it was, like, so scared it didn't even sound like a girl scream. It was just, <laughs> ooh! <laughs> Primal, and yeah, terrible. raw terror. I get it. That would freak Deflated me out too. Her. I thought she would just be like, "Oh, you." <laughs> but it was no, like, why or, would I be like or that? Joey, you jerk. Yeah, you yeah. big idiot. You sexy jerk. I'm naked. <laughs> Let's make out in the shower. Yeah. And she and then, and then she clinically died for four seconds. <laughs> I'm like, okay, guess guess this won't lead to sexy results. <laughs> Noted. Oh, is this the line? <laughs> yeah, I found the line. Found it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go. Let's see. Ya. Okay, so okay, so now I know. No one actually likes being sprayed with a cold hose when you're washing the car. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, don't be a murderer to them when they're in the shower. Okay, yeah. Cool. Nice married thing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. right, let's start again. Clean slate, babe. babe. All right, babe. Babe, <laughs> we both got each other pretty good. Babe, just call I'm, it even. <laughs> babe, I'm in the bathroom. I'm going to open the curtain scarily in a second, <laughs> so you can emotionally prepare. But like in a fun way, yeah. And then you invite me in. And then no. the music starts. 
All right, let's hear the combination of these four horrible things. Okay. Uh, so the, the 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 elevator pitch is uh, a mad scientist with a serum that takes over people's minds chases uh, folks around an I beam frame for a skyscraper that's being built over the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> the shark part and the deep bottomless abyss part. Mm. So what's the building for? We're going to find out. Oh, okay. That's probably why we're there. Yeah. So the first deck is a team of like office workers, and they're dropped off by a van, you know, like to set up the Wi-Fi and the printers, see how many trash cans they need, that kind of stuff. Mm. But the building isn't finished. It's just a frame, and most of the floors aren't in. But the van's already driving away, and they can't get them to come back. And then as they kind of get to know each other, and we start... And they're not coming back for three days or something? No, none of this (laughs) is supposed to happen. Like, the van's supposed to stay. And it just Uh, leaves. okay. It leaves them there on purpose. Um, It's a setup. So then, you know, we get to know our characters and, you know, see them under duress and blah, 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 blah. And... uh, Some of them make out. Yeah. Suddenly, one of the construction... uh, Out of one of the construction trailers comes a man wearing a surgeon's mask, a very nice suit... A tool belt, but filled with medical equipment and a lab coat. In his hand, a syringe. You know, they try to avoid him and eventually try to fight him off, but he sticks one person. And then he screams, bring them to me. And the stuck person starts attacking his friends. Oh, okay. So they scramble up into the frame. Some climb, a few make it to the stairs. One guy gets the elevator, but it's a trap, which rockets him to the top and then cuts the line, plumbing him into the sea. Uh, it's a cat and mouse game as the doctor hunts them through the frame. His every small win making survival even harder for the still who aren't under his mind control. Soon the tide begins to come in, and now everyone has to dodge aquatic predators. <laughs> it's like a uh, deep blue sea. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, eventually, two people remain, and they manage to get two on one with the doctor. And they ask him, "Why is he doing this?" And he says, "Because it's the only way to stop him. A cosmic consciousness demands a cosmic response." I was going to unite the human race into a roiling ocean of shared experience and thoughts, and together, after tearing down all obstacles to absolute empathy, could we combat the despair of the abyss? What are you talking about? This wasn't built by your company. It's not even a building. It's a tuning fork, and it will sound the note that will summon the end of sanity. And then all the sea life begins to bang into it, and it makes this low, resonant frame. And all of a sudden, black tentacles... Oh, crawls. nice. It goes full Lovecraft. Yep, yep. Yeah. Crawls out of the ocean. Every person that the black tentacles come by, blood just pours out of all of their face holes, and they just plummet <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> Jesus. And then Dread Cthulhu rises from the grave. And uh, How'd you even write this? I was super <laughs> baked. And then, uh, so the two, that would be really scary. The two survivors have only one opportunity to save mankind against our species' obsolescence by doing a stupid, futile, and beautifully human gesture. And they sing, Queens, find me somebody to love. <laughs> I mean, can I, I like that? So I, d- I know I didn't pitch like a full movie like that, but can I take yours and make one alteration to Hit make me. it fit mine? Hey, I'm open to all notes. Okay, so everything that you said to the setup with the doctor coming in, the needles are dirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've They're definitely been needles? used on other patients. They're used needles, and he brings that up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor. I don't have enough funding. I have to reuse all these needles. <laughs> I actually don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> So he he comes up, he gets his his syringe, and the guys see him, and he gets his first person and injects him, and then he just runs away going, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. That's it. Okay, see, here's the difference. Here's here's the difference. For me, my, my fear is he does not care. Yeah. Because no matter what, this is, this is, you know, you think the mind control thing is the, the not being in control fear, but it's because he will not stop because he does not care. Like, mm. there's nothing you can do to him that he's going to stick you. 
I don't know. I think the unknown is also pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) What's going to happen to me? They think they're safe again, and then he pops out of nowhere and injects somebody else with the fluid. And no no one knows what it's for. It's just like a normal day, though. Like, you go to the doctor, and they're like, I don't know what it was. They're like, it's it's turning me into a slave of his. And then they start killing each other, and the end you find out is just like saline. <laughs> yeah. see, see, Joey, there this, must be no. mind control in that. <laughs> yeah. No, see, Joey, this is the this is the um, this is the counterpart movie branch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J.K. Simmons is gonna watch the <laughs> version of one reality and then the Cthulhu version in another. He's Perfect. Just watching these. Um, we should probably show Matt that plank VR thing. Oh yeah, no. There's a you can put like an actual board down nope. on the ground and measure it, and then the VR is you standing on a plank out like st- uh, coming out from a skyscraper. Do you guys no. want to see Matt throw up and shit his pants? <laughs> no, we won't be doing that. Actually, thank you. And then fighting all of you. <laughs> we actually that actually won't be happening. All you gotta do is take off the helmet. No, no, because another thing. This is this. No, is you a, have to finish it. No, 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 it, no, no. Things. Here's why I don't want to do VR we'll because it's with a, the needle. Yeah, because it's another combination of not being in control. Yeah, like God only knows what you guys are doing around me. Oh, <laughs> I see. You just hear. Yeah. Or I'm standing what on the board. Or I'm standing on the board. and I'm like, no, I'm fine. Then one of you just fucking pushes me. <laughs> Wouldn't do that because I would puke if someone did that to me. Because <laughs> I might. Just throw up everywhere and start Ooh. weeping. All right. Topic two. I am a lawyer. So ask any stupid or funny legal questions you may have. <laughs> so we all have our own uh, Q&As here mm-hmm. with some, some write-ups. Uh, does anyone want to go first? I'll go. Kim, go. Okay. So my first question was, what happens when someone dies and leaves all their money to and shit to their dog asking for a friend? And he said... Should I be worried, by the way? Well, it will be well taken care of. <laughs> Fair. Um, so he said, according to California probate law, a trust can be left to take care of a pet. The trust is created under the will and allows money to be spent by the trustee, the person who looks after the trust, for the purpose of caring for the animal. So if I was Watley's trustee, could I be like, he needs a new TV? Um, I guess. I don't know. It, it says the trust stops when the pet passes away. It has to be a domestic animal or pet. So you can't make a trust for like... Harambe. Yeah. <laughs> Wally needs a new car to be chauffeured in. The remainder will be split with people under the will or if not, um, then otherwise to that person's heirs. Interestingly, a charitable animal shelter may apply to inspect the premises to make sure the animal is actually being cared for and no one is blowing money on a Lamborghini, quote, for the dog. Wow. Wow. I was just going to say, I bet most of those pets live a week (laughs) after Uh, the birth. No, No, you got to make them. Those pets live forever. (laughs) Yeah. Because then all of it goes to charity or something stupid like that. Some bullshit. Well, it depends on what you put in your will, I guess. I guess. Because the dog can make a will to decide where he wants it to go after he dies. Asshole. Yeah, but you could also make a will to be like, nah, and then it goes to uh, uh, my brother's dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so then I said, fill in the blank. Donuts are to cop like blank is to lawyers. He said, cocaine. <laughs> cocaine? Cocaine. But, but it had a question mark on it. It says, some lawyers I know have had to work 20 or more hours in a day. And cocaine seems to be prevalent. 
Stress. Why don't they just torque? Stress is probably the real answer. Mm. Um, Weirdly, and then he, nose then he torque cited is an a article synonym entitled cooking. Lawyers Among the Most Stressed um, about how stressful their jobs were. Yeah, I got ima- to imagine so it's stressed. cocaine or like Adderall or something. Yeah, Adderall is probably a good one. Is that the the ADD? ADD? Yeah. yeah. I was like ADH. ADD. The yeah. law. So this one, this one gets. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> my next one. I gotta go. My next one, his answer gets a little sad. I'm gonna edit it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I said, when can someone just decide not to press charges versus someone getting in trouble anyways because they did an illegal thing? So like. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So, like, then I put an example, like, someone steals something, and the police come to investigate, and the victim says, like, I don't want to press charges. Like, mm-hmm. like your teenage kid or your adult kid who's troubled steals something from you, and you say you don't want to press charges. Or, or, you know, like, there's some, maybe you're afraid of, like, retaliation against whoever did, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, you're like, I don't want to press charges. So... What point does that become the thing that they do and the thief just gets away with it versus someone saying, no, we have to prosecute this regardless of whether or not you want to press charges? Mm-hmm. Like, where's the level on that? Does it differ for different crimes? Like, if it was like an assault spouse, as opposed to a theft or something like that. Yeah. So, and I was like, is there like a level? Like... If it was a theft, like a dollar amount, they can just say we don't want to press charges, like a misdemeanor amount versus a felony amount or Mm -hmm. something like that. So he says that this is actually kind of a misconception um, that comes from the media and television and movies and stuff. And that technically, in a criminal case, that the person who is pressing the charges is like the state of California, always in a criminal case. Like, I can't bring a criminal case against someone who stole from me. So that because it's the the prosecutors and, like, the people pressing charges, that they might not press charges when someone says, I don't want to press charges because, like, that person being a witness is a key part of evidence. And, like, that makes it hard for them to convict. And they might not press charges if they don't think they can convict, depending on what the thing is or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But that... It's up to the DA and the prosecutor to really to, de- to decide. It's not up to like the quote unquote victim really at all. That the vic- that that person can bring. <laughs> no, you know, you're like... gonna press charges. <laughs> yeah. No, but I really don't. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I guess they can. <laughs> so they said like the that a person can bring like a personal case against someone. So, like, you know, you'll hear about like someone getting charged with murder, and then that family bringing like a wrongful death suit against someone. Like so, a civil, yeah, they would civil. they would have to do a civil case against that person, and that would be different than the criminal case. But that a person saying I don't want to press charges has actually no bearing on whether or not a civil char- or a, a criminal charge is filed against someone. Interesting. I would just like to yeah. uh, break in here real quick. This is for entertainment purposes only. I am not an American lawyer, and American federal and state laws are very different from Canadian federal and provincial laws. I will usually cite my sources for my answers, but please see Judge Judy if you need help with how the law works in your state. <laughs> he Good had a call. disclaimer. Was, was that a real disclaimer? <laughs> yeah, he wrote that at the top of all our things that I did not copy and print. Is Judge Judy like the supreme <laughs> law in Canada? 
No, he no, said he C said for state. For American law. Yeah, he was saying to Oh, for us, for us yeah, we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Also, speaking of Nick, Joey, I saw your questions, and I was like, <laughs> how does Nick know he's Canadian? Because I read, like, the, the I just thing looked he submitted. up his Twitter. Yeah, so then Joey's like, I don't know. His Twitter says he's from Nova Scotia. And I was like, so I guess that's how? <laughs> and Joey was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I never see Nova Scotia in the Olympics, or you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do you just think it was a separate? Country? I was like, that's somewhere overseas, <laughs> or do you think it was in New England somewhere? Yeah, I, I had no, I thought it, it was like, a country, a different country a thing yeah. in his brain. Oh, right. cool, he's probably from the Scotch. <laughs> I mean, you're getting a lot of heat for someone that definitely did not Google it to see if it was really part of Canada. <laughs> Just, I just really taking out, a I guess. Was like, I was ninety oh. percent sure, but then I was like, you know what? It's just five seconds to Google it. But I just <laughs> like how I was like, Nova so Scotia. that's probably how. And he was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> so, anyways, he cites an example about domestic violence, and then at the end, he says. Sorry to make this question sad, so I'm just going to skip that. Yeah, one of, one of mine is, uh, sorry, that was heavy. <laughs> That's all the questions. I haven't read mine, so... I haven't read anyways, mine. I thought that was interesting. an interesting thing. We're going to discover I, mine together. It was together. a real question that I had, so... Cool. Nick? That was my question. Yeah, we'll, we'll go into mine. Uh, my first question, being a Canadian lawyer, how is it different from a U.S. lawyer? I love I could only questions. assume... You know what what U.S. lawyers are like because, as an American, I expect everyone to know everything about us. <laughs> Do you wear wigs in court? I always thought that was classy. <laughs> Can I just say I came across UK Law and Order once on like BBC, oh, they wear wigs. and they do wear the wigs. Oh, cool. Yeah, we should do that here. Um, his answer: I know a lot about U.S. lawyers. I have seen all, I have seen all of Matthew McConaughey's catalog. <laughs> That's a pretty good answer. Lincoln, Lincoln, if he was a Lincoln one, I wear a suit. I think so. Lincoln log lawyer. I wear a suit a lot of the time and say objection, just <laughs> like an American lawyer tracks. <laughs> we wear robes for superior courts, but we do not wear wigs. Boo! That's kind of <laughs> the like UK a... still does. Sounds like they're kind of half for trials yeah. and judges in Zimbabwe wear wigs, which is fucked up colonialism. Yeah, Zimbabwe's October dry season is frequently much higher than 32 Celsius slash 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Wigs at least would keep us warm in Canada. <laughs> good, good answers. Does Canada use the fake temperature? Please find yeah. attached a picture of our Supreme Court, which. Or because it is important to realize that you have to present seriously to judges dressed as Santa. Uh, what's that picture? I don't I, see it on I, I will pull it up here. Scrolling, bark, bark. Oh, man, that's classy as fuck. <laughs> Do they look like Santa? Uh, kind of. Can you email it to me? Uh, here, and just pass. They, they look like they're kind of <laughs> wearing Mrs. Claus robes. <laughs> wow. Oh, with the, with the fufara on the... It's white that's and red. That's so Santa-y. <laughs> it is cold up there. Why you mean you mean dark? like you mean Make like the flag again? So Santa really is Canadian, and he legally enters your house. It's through some like law loopholing. It's not at all what I expected to see. It's like Touch it legit, so it doesn't go like to a sleep. Christmas choir. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> like. If you played video of that, you'd hear, like, organ. Also, like there is, are is, three women on their Supreme Somebody's court. ringing some bells. So, good job. Yeah. I think those three... Four. Four women. 
Those are, sorry, other women. It's hard to tell under all the wigs. <laughs> and beards. And the red dresses. Oh my gosh, that is the Santa Mafia right there. That woman has a full beard. Oh my god. And you... <laughs> Uh, follow up question, and you don't, you can't laugh when presenting cases, <laughs> or like make Christmas Carol puns. Canada, fucking figure it <laughs> Actually, what's because the- what's weird is our lawyers have to make toys and offer it to our Supreme Court. <laughs> oh God, we just found Rosanta's pearl. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. the Nicole <laughs> is part of Canada, right? Yeah. Oh God. We well, it's, they don't laugh because all regular lawyers' robes just say like, "I'm with stupid." And it's a pointing at their like <laughs> their opponent at, or or their uh, client. I don't know. I I, I kind of want I kind of want the Canadians to have to dress up like Easter bunnies, the lawyers. <laughs> so the lo- so the Easter bunnies are pleading their case to Santa, Santa. <laughs> or other like the tooth fairy. Or oh my other god, stuff that'd be like so that. magical! Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. Yeah. Was there more in yours? No. Uh, yeah, I have a whole second question. Do the whole second question. What's the craziest slash stupidest law you've come across? Any super outdated ones? And he goes, so many. Two funny ones from Canada's criminal code, criminal law across Canada. One, alarming Her Majesty. (laughs) Acts intended to alarm Her Majesty, in caps, or break public peace. Basically, it is when you try to scare, threaten, or injure the Queen of England while she is in Canada visiting. (laughs) It has never been prosecuted since the Queen doesn't come to go to Canada, or to, since the Queen doesn't go to Canadian haunted houses. Sorry, I'm be <laughs> it is. In, what are, what on? What's a Canadian haunted house like? But they're very it's like, oh, sounds like you have to pay for it. Ah, gotcha. Have a donut. Yeah, it sounds like um, a sex act. <laughs> the Canadian, Canadian haunted house. house. So, yeah. how was your date last night? Uh, kind of fucked up. Why? Well, it was our first date, and when we, you know, started to heat up, she. Immediately went into a Canadian haunted house. Ooh. Oh. oh boy! Oh, I don't know if that's hot or if you should run. It's very cold. <laughs> that'll very cold. that'll put syrup on your pancakes. That's part oh, no, of it. She got you too. <laughs> uh, continuing, it is an indictable offense. The term is felony in the U.S. Mm-hmm. with a punishment of up to fourteen years. Whoa. For alarming her majesty. <laughs> wow. What if she just, like, startles easy? Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> when you're like, hello, your majesty. Well, she just, like, walks past. Hey, Queen, the like, coffee, why is too hot? They <laughs> <laughs> don't like him. 14 years in jail. What are you in for? Triple murder. <laughs> what are you in for? I alarmed the queen. <laughs> <laughs> I offered her coffee too aggressively. Well, she better not come to the U.S. because I don't think we have that law. So we can totally We can Whoa. totally <laughs> USA. Actually, actually, in America, if you harass anyone of English nobility, they have to give you a medal. <laughs> Made the queen piss herself. <laughs> Wait, why is Joey the Grand Marshal of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Oh, he made the Queen of England pee herself. Oh, America. Oh, we're still doing that? What a patriot. Oh, his second one's good, too. Uh, pretending to practice witchcraft, etc. Pretending to? Pretending, yeah, if you fraudulently... Fraudulently. Fraudulently. Fraudulently pretend to do witchcraft, sorcery, enchantment, or conjuration. Pretend to tell fortunes for money or pretend to use the oh. occult or crafty science to find something stolen. You can be charged similarly misdemeanor. Normally, instead of they just charge you with fraud, which is much more severe crime, especially if it is for over $5,000. 
Okay, but what if I what if I actually am a warlock? Yes. (laughs) I have questions because like here, some so like psychics and shit is different. But if you're like quote unquote practicing witchcraft in the U.S., that's like protected religious speech and affiliation. Like Uh, we we grant you your right to be a sucker. Yeah, but I mean like. But that's, like I said... You can be that. Taking someone's money for, like, a psychic reading or something, I'm putting that in a different thing right now. Someone who says, like, they go out in the woods and dance around a fire, and, like, they're a practicing witch or something like that. He's saying specifically for financial gain, I think. No, he was... It was too harder. Pretending. To practice I guess you could probably really That's what what I'm asking. Or, like, did they just... Do they write it into the legal language that anyone who does that is pretending because it's bullshit? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Everyone who does this is doing D and D shit. <laughs> yeah, like everyone knows it's not real. Just the get X-Fi- over yourself. The X Files is literally illegal to air in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Break their glasses. Call them a nerd. <laughs> everyone in Canada is like, say sorry. Everyone in Canada is like, what's this black mirror we're hearing about? <laughs> <laughs> what's this black mirror about? Eh? Figured it. Um, this is an actual charge. He goes on from Toronto, where a man ripped off a family for a hundred and one thousand dollars. $100,000 to get rid of the evil spirits haunting his daughter. And then he offers a link, which I can't So, like, on. that I 100% get, because you're taking someone's money. To solve a problem. $101,000 of the money. <laughs> but, will you read the first bit again? If you fraudulently pretend to do witchcraft, sorcery, enchantment, or conjuration, pretend to tell fortunes... For money or pretend okay, to Okay, so it the... is for money, always. Yeah. Okay. You're All charging right. someone to be your religion. That's bad. They're not doing that. But also, it's like, pretend no, know, to use the occult yeah. to find something stolen. So it's all someone saying, like, I have powers that I'll help you with your issue if you pay me to use them. Yes. Okay, I'm on board with that 100%. Okay. <laughs> all right, Matt, you want to go? Or you want me to go? Uh, I can go. Okay. Uh, number one, is it true that if you ask an undercover cop, if they're a cop, they have to tell you? <laughs> uh, all caps, big mistake. Yeah, 100% not true. Now, this is just a trope to heighten the drama in movies and TV. It would be really dangerous if an undercover cop had to expose their operation anytime a criminal asked them if they were a cop. The police can outright lie to you in many mm-hmm. cases. In California, an officer can lie about an accomplice having confessed, lie about having physical evidence, such as your DNA at a crime scene, and hook you up to a fake polygraph test and tell you that you failed to get you to confess. Yep. Jesus. The, the cops can lie to you about almost about anything. The, the police <laughs> Don't have, believe anything they say. The police have a duty to investigate a crime and not, quote, help you, as they may often suggest. As a law-abiding citizen, yeah, goddamn right. As someone who might be in trouble someday, come on, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys, come on. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Play fair. Uh, always stay in the fetal position and don't talk to cops without a lawyer present. Interestingly, you don't have a right to have your lawyer in the room with you in Canada. Come on. Whoa. You can speak to a lawyer prior to interrogation, but cops can keep your lawyer out of the room during interrogations. Whoa. Whoa. Not having counsel present and the police ability to lie may result in false confessions, especially for youth offenders. But they're too nice. They don't do that. 100 Canadian young offenders were interviewed in one study, and approximately 40% of participants reported making at least one false confession. Wow. That's fucked up. That's That's super fucked up. Too much percent. (laughs) Number two, are you a cop? (laughs) <laughs> no. No, with seven O's. Now, you wouldn't happen to have a kilogram of drugs I could purchase, would you? This is when I begin to suspect he was Canadian. <laughs> it was kilogram, kilogram of drugs. A kilogram. <laughs> Do you have the drugs? 
Okay, number three. Is that I want full immunity thing from movies real? 3A. If so, the guy just walks, no probation, no community service, no check-ins with law enforcement. And 3B, how is that case closed? What does that look like in law school? Quote, we know who did it, we can prove it, but we can't let him go. Is there any explanation? And he goes, okay, so the U.S. does this a little differently, but I will try my best. I will assume you're talking about witness immunity from prosecution. A prosecutor gives you immunity in exchange for evidence or your testimony. Diplomatic immunity. Transactional immunity. What's going on around our president? (laughs) Transactional immunity is what you are referring to, sometimes called total or blanket immunity. This completely protects a witness from future prosecution for crimes related to their testimony. And then um, it just kind of goes on, and it goes, uh, if they find independent evidence, like basically the immunity applies to the stuff they have on you and they present you. And then if somebody else finds a new thing, then right. sometimes then they, they also can come find out you. you lied on your taxes or whatever. Yeah. They can get you for that yes. thing. Mm-hmm. And oh. then there's a real bummer of a case I'm not going to read. But basically, <laughs> basically uh, some really fucked up, unforgivable shit happened. Oh. And there was two people. It was a man and a woman. And then the woman asked for immunity because she was like, I was, he's a killer. I was terrified of him. Right. But then they found basically ironclad proof that she participated, but she already had immunity. And they didn't do anything. Whoa. Whoa. Like she, she was in prison for a short time for like other stuff, but she's out and lives in seclusion. Um, but this is in Canada, hmm. so she's probably dead in the yeah. forest. Yeah, that's the that's the one that ends. Sorry, that was heavy. Moving <laughs> yeah. on. Did, did you guys read about the elderly couple that was? This is going to be hilarious. Okay, cool. Oh, in no. Canada, the yeah. Canadian. No, they're not even elderly. He's like one of the richest men in Canada. Like yeah, they're like men in all of North America. For like, wh- they were this- fa- it was they they was it was they were like yeah the the like the fifth richest man in North America or the Western Hemisphere or whatever, and the richest man in Canada. He and his wife. It was like a murder suicide. Or a double suicide oh. in their in their wine cellar, and then an independent investigator goes, "This was a professional hit." Whoa, it's fucked up. That is. I wonder why someone wanted to kill him. Uh, probably the money. <laughs> but I mean, like, must be the money. You don't just get the money then. Oh shit! <laughs> I don't know how Canadian law works. Kim. Yeah, <laughs> you keep what you kill. Fair, it's a classic fair. Riddick. Finders thing keepers. Do. Maybe that person owns their dog. Yeah. <laughs> Number four, hey man, it's cool if you're a cop. 4A, are you a cop? <laughs> what a cop lie. I'm definitely, clearly, obviously, undoubtedly, irrefutably, indubitably, super duper not a cop. Number five, why does it take so long to get a case to trial? It feels like people get perp walked, then live their lives for 10 months, and then they can go to court. And he goes, I'm going to assume this is a criminal trial and not a petty uh, public one where if they're going to do a perp walk. Uh, based on some statistics I found, between 2011 and 2012, 8.5 million cases were filed with the Superior Courts in California. Those were family, divorce, custody, support, etc. Criminal, habeas corpus, probate, mental health appeals, and civil trials. One million of, of those are criminal uh, cases, and approximately 243,000 are felony charges. So that in trial preparation on, say, a murder, preliminary hearings, and motions, jury selection, blah, 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 and all the congestion that many cases in the system... It is shocking that anything can go to trial. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Uh, I'm not entirely sure on state laws surrounding time limits to finish trial, but the Sixth Amendment guarantees a fair and speedy one. Yep. That's why I asked the question. Yes, I can name the 27 ratified amendments to the U.S. Constitution. I can name all <laughs> American presidents in order, and I aced my like high school American history class. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And now you folks know we have Letterkenny. What the hell? I can't. I can maybe get five presidents in. 
And that's because we sang a song in fourth grade that I forgot the rest of. Uh, George Washington, Tim, Tom. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, I went straight to James Thomas Jefferson. Wow, Joey. <laughs> Joey wanted to get right to the interracial stuff. Shit, I thought he was too. Nope, John Adams. Yeah, all right, well. Yeah, Paul, Paul Giamatti. Uh, Canada has a new common law that a trial must proceed and close within 18 months uh, or 30 if there's a preliminary inquiry. Uh Wow. Yeah, I wish I wish America would do that within 18 months. Um, I think it's pretty rare that I don't have any numbers to back this up, but I think it's a rare case that takes like months and months and months to go to trial. Well, but I I guess I guess that's what I'm asking is like like the Martin Skellies or like, you know, people like that where it's like you see them perp walked and then it's like they're in the news again. And it's like, "Hey, he was a fucking dickhead on Twitter again." Or his YouTube well, live channel. I mean, and then, and that then, would also only be if he was out on bail. Yeah. So he would have to have done, his offense would have to be something that was yeah, small enough yeah. that they let him out on bail. Yeah, and not a and not a flight risk. No, I get it. I'm just saying is like, you know, why do some of these cases take, you know, 18 months before they go to trial? It's like, how much extra stuff are you going to find? Well, it's not necessarily about finding this stuff. Because obviously they have found but enough to... It. to convict them or like bring the charges and like and they've said okay sure well like it's enough to like file the charges whatever but then it's a lot of like preparation and it's a lot of back and forth like we want to allow this in and you can't allow this you know what i mean it's a lot of motions and back and forth with defense and prosecution about like Mm -hmm. we want to submit this evidence and like the defense obviously uncovers stuff to defend them throughout the case of finding evidence. And so then that has to get submitted to the cops. You have to share all your evidence with each other. So that's like an even playing field kind of thing. And it just, that's what I'm saying. It's like not a lot of cases that tend to take a long amount of time because for most cases you don't have a ton of preparation to do or it doesn't like, there's not as much going on and it's mostly just scheduling. And just the fact that the courts are so busy that it takes a while to get on the schedule. But for those big ones, those are obviously the ones that are more publicized because they're like a bigger thing. Yeah, yeah. So they guess, they take more time. Yeah. Like there's depositions and like, you know, putting everything together and like I said, all the back and forth with the motions and stuff. T V movie adaptations. Well, I, I feel like like so the Cosby always includes the trial. Like Cosby's still out there and he's casually just waiting for his retrial. But I feel like the first trial took a long time to get to. And his retrial is equally as fucking eating pudding and hope he dies. But now I'm thinking maybe he's rich enough where he could have his lawyers contest every step and delay it. Yeah, jam it up. You totally can. Um, Yeah, that's bullshit. But at the same time, it's like in a case like that, there's so many complaints, but only so many of them have charges that could actually be filed because Mm -hmm. of like statute of limitations or the amount of evidence or things like that. And they probably want to, like, increase their chances of conviction as much as possible. So they're trying to, like, interview as many people as they can. And then each, like, complaint, they have to dig through and be like, is the timing of this one that we can actually, statute of limitations, still prosecute? Is there enough evidence on this one that we can, like, get something for this? And there's so much to compile that I imagine it just takes a long time sometimes. But then, yeah, a lot but of it also, is just someone trying to slow it down. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 the a thing big I'm, part of it. That's the thing I. It's like everyone knows what you're doing. <laughs> everyone is aware of the rules and how to, the how, and how to use mm-hmm. them to fuck everything up. Yeah, for sure. But like the the I think California, we need to bring back street justice. The California family that had their 13 kids hostage yeah. 
it seems like that's like hastily going to trial. Not hastily. It's I don't even quickly, know what that is. Quicker than most. It yeah, sounds you, hilarious, though. Yeah, so. it's, it's, <laughs> not it's, it's not. So let's skip it. Matt, was that the last question on your list? It was. Okay. I've not read mine in advance, so if they're too long, I will cut them out and post. Number one. <laughs> what would I need to do to have a legal claim to the moon? Oh. At some point, <laughs> someone just needs to say, I own that, right? I own that. Dibs. <laughs> Dibs on the moon. We don't know. We don't see the moon in Canada. He said, this is a difficult question to answer, but I have somewhat... Oh, wait. It's a difficult question to answer, but I have somewhat of an answer. In 1980, a man named Dennis Hope claimed he found a loophole in the 1967 Outer Space Treaty. There's has, an Outer Space Treaty? <laughs> in 1967. Ahead of it. Yeah. Which has been ratified by the 105 nations, the majority of countries in the world. Article, Article 2 states that the outer space, including the moon and other celestial bodies, is not subject to national appropriation by claims of sovereignty, by means or use of occupation, or by any other means. So a country cannot own the moon. But Dennis Hope noted that this did not cover individuals. Yeah. Uh, Way to go, Dennis Hope. (laughs) He sent his plan to subdivide and sell land on the moon to the UN, the US, and the USSR, who, in a shock to everyone, did not respond back to him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, we forgot individuals on the (laughs) moon. Yeah, shit. Just ignore him and maybe he'll go away. So, yes, some asshole. quietly write that in. Yeah. Yeah, it's with like like uh, whiteout, <laughs> a little up arrow. Also, also people <laughs> they wrote a little carrot. Yeah, carrots. So yes, yeah, some asshole has claimed he owned the moon. However, Dennis is not the first, and his claim was disputed by Martin Jurgens, a man that claimed his family has owned the moon since ni- or 1756, <laughs> when the Prus- Prussian Emperor Friedrich the Great Prussian 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 Prussian. Presented it to his ancestor, all Jurgens, as a symbolic gesture of gratitude for services rendered and decreed that it should be passed to the youngest born son. The most interesting case was when three Yemeni men... What s- made Frederick think he could just give someone the oh, moon? Oh, thank you so much. Uh, take, uh... He prob- have the moon. He probably moon. called dibs on it. <laughs> the most interesting case came when three Yemeni men sued NASA in 1997 for the Pathfinder missions... As their ancestors had owned Mars for 3,000 years, and they claimed the mission was trespassing on their property. (laughs) Bold, bold. (laughs) However, in reality, all claims to the moon would likely fail for a few reasons, the most important of which is possession. To have possession, you need intent to possess the moon, which many people have, and some element of physical possession. Neither Dennis Hope, nor Martin Jurgens, or any other historical claimers of things in space have physically been there. It will be interesting to see what happens when private rocket developers can reach the moon and we have lawsuits over the new Elon moon. Bad jokes (laughs) aside, let's move on. So then he has an article to it as well. Number two. Uh, I projected my astral body onto Mars. Astral projection. I own that. I called it. I have intent to go to the moon and buy it someday. So it's mine. I call it. For 3,000 years, whatever. But every government's like, "Mm, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Does mailing shit to yourself actually help protect copyright? Uh, That's a good question. No. (laughs) This is known as porn. Good answer. (laughs) Yeah, I wish that was just no. You're you're stupid. This is known as poor man's copyright, and it is a myth. As you know, copyright automatically occurs when you transfer your idea to tangible medium. There is no copyright in the idea itself. But proving you created your work can be difficult. The myth is that you send a copy of your work through the postal system that acts as proof that you created the work before the date the envelope was postmarked. 
Then, if there was ever a situation of alleged copyright infringement, you could turn to your envelope's contents to prove the date you created the work, which is what I always thought oh, that, that was I for. Oh, I see. Okay. So it was always like, you have this waiting in the wings, unopened. You'd be like, in this envelope is proof that I said I made this shit. <laughs> On I this called day. my shot. Oh, and it's yeah. so dramatic. Yes. Yeah. You open an envelope in front of people. You have to mail a couple of them to yourself so you have multiples so you can open in court. Uh, unfortunately mailing yourself a copy of your work has no legal bearing there's no independent evidentiary element associated with the activity i.e nothing else to corroborate your evidence like a witness and is easily tampered with artists could reseal an envelope after the postmark etc as a result courts will generally not admit this as tangible proof of copyright lastly it is bad evidence to win in a copyright case you have to prove that your defendant had access to your work that the idea was not conceived independently if the work is sealed in an envelope, it makes it harder to prove that the defendant had access to it. So to win in a copyright case, you have to show that they stole it from you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Number three. I, no, 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 real fast. Me and Nick had a friend in college who just mailed everything to himself. Really? Yeah. yeah. So he's got just like binders of old... I hope not anymore because he's a father now. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to have Oh my God, on. did he mail his baby? Oh my God, did he mail his baby? <laughs> he owns it. It's proof. Uh, number three. I consider that work a tangible medium. Yeah. <laughs> here's, the, here's the kid. Yeah. Well, probably, yeah, okay. Never He's terrible at math and can barely read, but there he is. <laughs> Number three, do, la- do lawyers ever throw a case because they know their client is a super guilty piece of shit? That's why I couldn't be a lawyer. No, Joey. We mostly do our damn job. But honestly, ah. I can't speak to what every lawyer has ever done, but is generally accepted everyone deserves to be re- represented zealously. The question is how zealously? I'm going to use the devil's advocate in this example. I thought he was actually talking about, like... The... When we sued the devil? <laughs> yeah, like, the devil's advocate, it, like, the idea, but no, he's talking about... So when Kevin Lomax, Keanu Reeves, in the first scene of the movie, impeaches the credibility of a young complainant, even though he believes his client did the crime, some ethicists would have a problem with that type of adversarial advocacy for a guilty client, and in fact, there is a real-life example where a lawyer in San Diego who knew his client was guilty, the client told him where the body was, went after the family of the victim, exposing that the parents had, quote, sex parties at their house and arguing that one of the people at those parties could have been the murderer. The man was found guilty and is on death row, but when the public found out the lawyer knew of his guilt, they called for him to be disbarred despite the defense being legal. Well, then they couldn't have disbarred him. Yeah, or did work. they? They called for it. I don't know. It is. Uh, no well, I yeah, I'm guessing no. that means he didn't actually yeah, get disbarred yeah. then. If, if he's just going to say it happened. Yeah. But, yeah. but he's, he's probably just got a super bad rep now. Yeah. Context clues. It is also hard to yeah, know. Yeah, but for the right people, mm-hmm. he's a super great rep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is also hard to know if your client is guilty. Often your client may tell multiple stories of what happened. Defense attorneys will rarely ask their client about guilt and instead focus on what the state can prove. If you know your client is intending to lie to the court, some ethicists believe you should inform the judge privately or attempt to resign as counsel. In California, however, there is a rule that an attorney can have their client take the stand and testify in narrative without the usual questions and answers. The lawyer should not refer to the client's prejured prejured testimony in closing argument. This method of presentation tips off the judge and prosecutor to what is going on, that the Mm. client is lying. But it is unclear what the jury will make of it, which ensures fairness. Hmm. Many people advocate for the option to take a weak adversarial approach when you know your client's guilty. 
This would mean doing the bare minimum and arguing with the prosecution has not made their case beyond a reasonable doubt. That is kind of boring, though. <laughs> so instead, you should yell at the jury that the client is <clears throat> that your client is guilty and ensure there will be a mistrial, and then you will go to prison for obstructing justice and justice for all. <laughs> <laughs> we have to bring back street justice. <laughs> I think that's what we're learning here. But that's why that's why I couldn't be a lawyer. Was um, yes, that's the reason. <laughs> no, I mean I, I'm, I'm smart. I'm a fast reader. I've got a good memory. I, I like to argue, but it's like mm-hmm. that moral vacuum thing. Yeah. Um. I just you know it's like because I love money and I'm fucking I'm a greedy piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> just hazing your vision enough to not see. Well, the that's just it. Is I would I would stuff. like I was like yeah we'll go be a corporate lawyer and make a fucking billion dollars and we'll just dump we'll dump mercury into like Native American <laughs> drinking water like um. I just I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, maybe it's good for that. your hair. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we don't know that. Prove it's not. Yeah, I mean, all those guys went crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you Shit. You wouldn't have to be a lawyer for a shitty corporation. I would though. I would though for the money. <laughs> they pay the best. I would. <laughs> yeah, they that's know why. That. That's like we were talking. That guy they moved to Dispar. It's like yeah, he's got a shitty rep. You got a shitty rep with people like us. <laughs> like like your Enrons of the world are like oh that guy. I want he that can, guy. He's got fucking balls. You see that guy. <laughs> <laughs> But as soon as he goes up there, everyone would be like, "He's they're clearly guilty because they got that, that dude guy. did it. I, I, don't, I don't know how many of corporate cases go in front of a jury. Oh, they always settle. Yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling everyone, they've got an army of those guys, and yeah. they're, like, they're like, oh, you don't want to know what we're capable of. Have you I always guys felt like... served on a trial? Jury? Oh, no, no, I have not. I've never been on a jury. I've gotten called to two weeks. jury duty, but they never had cases when I went in. What was your trial? It was um two week trial over um was it Reagan's son? Yeah. Michael Reagan. That's what you told me. Yesterday. Yeah. Um he started in... Wait, are you allowed to say this by the way? Well, yeah, the record. Ab- once, okay, okay. once it's over. <laughs> yeah, okay. You can. Which is weird. But like during it's marked it, us all for death. During yeah. it you can't. Um basically Ronald Reagan's son, Michael Reagan, started an email company to sell the um, email to fans of Ronald Reagan, like at RonaldReagan.com. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. And like he you could pay like $44 a month or something for, to Jesus. have the stupid this stupid at Ronald. Order, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he didn't know much about email. So he hired this guy, this Mexican guy, and he was like their tech guy. And then as like the business grew and grew, he got other investors. That business Grew and grew. Yeah. <laughs> that business. But like... Yep. <laughs> and supposedly at one point they... um, he, he was suing them because he said he was a partner in this company. And they're like, no, we never... Never... Uh, um, we never ha- said he was a partner. And then so the whole trial was just like, here's an email where he called him a partner. <laughs> here's oh. a basic business plan. And usually this is partner. Sent to my partner. Yeah. <laughs> Partners at RonaldReagan.com. There was um, all these. But then he's like suing for millions of dollars. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, this business totally like. Didn't so, make millions So of they're dollars. trying to be like, it's an email business. It didn't make millions of dollars. Yeah. And then his argument, the uh, prosecutor guy was um, like, no, they, they were part of this company. And then they sold that company for millions of dollars. So he's entitled to a share of that. But basically, in the end, the jury was like, well, it's so weird. Everyone, like, votes with their gut. 
Yeah. And it's just like, well, that guy's slimy as fuck. <laughs> and then the defendant gets up and he's like, well, the defendant was Reagan. Um, but then we're like, well, that guy's slimy as fuck. And then the prosecutor guy gets up and we're like, um, that guy's also slimy as fuck. <laughs> Did you guys have to go back and deliberate or do you just stand up and be oh like, my God, we deli- no, they have like, to deliberate. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. And it took like another day. Yeah. Nick stood. I think like, I speak for the rest of the jurors. <laughs> that guy's slimy as fuck. When I say everyone here is guilty, including the judge. <laughs> but, but here's Gold. what I did. I did and that's how I got out of jury duty. <laughs> I, I should have acted more racist <laughs> to oh, get, yeah, out get out of more duty. racist. I should have acted racist. There that you go. came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I should have acted racist at all. <laughs> I mean, uh, no. turns out I was a conservative amount of racist. I could have easily. Turns out I was the exact amount of racist. <laughs> <looking for. laughs> but oh. oh. So a nice medium race. <laughs> so after we left, just the right amount. After we ruled in favor things. of the the guy suing him, but the judge was like, "Okay, now figure out what he gets." And we're like, "Oh, we do that part." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that dog, was someone else's problem. A we, dog, a drone. We dole out the punishment. <laughs> we're like, and so we did some like dumbass math. They're like, "Okay, so what he wants is this." But he's not going to get that, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, no. And so we're like, what's the business really worth? So 12 people have no idea how to rate a business or what the deal was. This sounds like a great system. Like, we're like, well, he's part of like four people. So one fourth of what the actual email portion of that business got. And so through some dumbass math, we figured it out, which probably barely covered his legal costs. Yeah. Well, that's what he gets. Yeah. Ugh. That's yeah. what you get for wasting two weeks of my life. <laughs> I award him a dollar because fuck you. I award him my spit in his mouth. I'm gonna spit in his mouth. We should say this is just for entertainment purposes. It's entertainment and purposes anything only. I say, yeah, you should not. Cannon will be used seriously. against you in a court of <laughs> Nick will spit in your mouth. Oh, oh. I will lick a needle and chase after you him. Oh God! With it. You buy a cum cast. Nick's gonna spit in your mouth. <laughs> Our sales of Comcast have exponentially cratered. <laughs> All right, good rehearsal. Nick's ready. Also, quit making all the noise over there with that shit. With what shit? Your fucking dental pick. My I'm damn. Getting out of breath doing this, guys. Better. <laughs> Keep going, Nick. You're doing great. Topic three. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, topic three. Talking about topic three. After topic two. After topic one. He's right. That is the order. That is how numbers go. Wayne's World. Okay, here we go. Slipping. Topic three. Overrated historical figures. Name a historical figure and tell us why they were actually assholes or did not do the thing they were famous for. So, Everyone ever. That's yeah, a, pretty much. I mean, that's, that's why I was like, all. Oh, kind yeah. of, because you only remember somebody for like the one amazing thing, but odds are they were probably kind of a cock. Well, I mean, no, no one, literally no one is a perfect person. No. Like, even someone who gets remembered because it did a great thing also did plenty of not great things. Right. <laughs> but the person that I picked, mm-hmm. it I feel like is what this question was written for, mm-hmm. because he is kind of an asshole. And that that is like why he's famous. I just think he's an overrated asshole. Oh so wait, he's famous for oh being God, an it's asshole. It's gonna be Donald Trump. <laughs> no, 
He's have no. you guys heard about this guy, <laughs> Donald Trump, no. the president? So wait, you're saying your guy's famous for being an asshole? Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Che Guevara. Guevara. Oh, yeah, no. Che sucks. Yeah, he's a sucky dude. <laughs> yeah, he But, sucked. like, the whole thing is, like, hey, he was, like, a rebel. Here's a cool shirt. Wait, what? But, you he know was that, a rebel. Who is he? He's that shirt that you see the guy who's like got a stoic face and, and a beret a with a star a on it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that, che, yeah. That's oh, Che, yeah. and che. he's like the, just a symbol of being like counterculture and mm-hmm. like um, you and, know, standing up against. He definitely to, took on a persona but he's beyond definitely what he a did. War criminal. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely yeah. a mass murderer. He definitely like basically was instrumental in the Cuban Missile Crisis and hung out with the Castros. Like, anybody who's, like, wearing a shirt now, I feel like is wearing it for reasons that clearly have nothing to do That's with what I'm Jay. Saying. Like, the persona of him took on a completely different thing than what He's he just a mascot. Did. Yeah. Like, the actual person. That dude fucking sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of rad that he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pro-Delta Force killing him in Africa. Totally. <laughs> he's just like, I was really successful at being a shit in Mexico. I'm going to go to Africa and try again. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dead. Oh, oh, you're leaving Mexico? Cool. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to go real well very fi- very fast. I don't know if you know this, but we can get our guys anywhere. <laughs> we can get guys with guns anywhere on the planet. But, like, I know in high school there'd be, like, kids that would wear that shirt. You know, I don't know if they were ever really completely in, like, the punk circles. Like, if that... Well, I guarantee they, they didn't no know idea. what it meant. Yeah. Yeah, you don't think? No. No way. I, just, I got in trouble for I, wearing a billabong shirt because I didn't know what a bong was. Uh, I, uh, Wait, who thought wearing a billabong shirt was inappropriate? Fucking fifth grade science teacher. It, okay. Mr. Dickless. <laughs> well, with a name what like was, that. What was his real name? <laughs> Richard Liss. <laughs> I forget. No, I, I'll say this. I, uh, I, I desperately wanted to be punk rock when I was in high school. And Didn't uh, we all? Uh, che Che never f- loomed large in that. He always okay. lo- he always loomed large in like the like the hippie kids I was friends with, yeah. and, like the environmentalists and stuff. And they're like, you know, you got to you know, you just got to get out there, and you know, if you have to fight, you have to fight, but you have to make the world a better place. And even then, you just need to mass execute two hundred well, people my, for no my, reason. You know, like my two of my favorite teachers of all time. Uh, one of them was my history teacher in high school, and she's one of the best teachers I've ever had. And she was like immediately like, okay, we're gonna learn about Che Guevara. I know we're in Rome. But we got. But you do guys this. need to hear about this. Yeah. I'm seeing the shirt on non-uniform days, and like, it's not cool. And I'm sitting there, I'm just like, oh my god. She goes, yeah. And I'm like, how did this happen? She goes, it's a cool shirt. It's a it's, it's a, a fucking cool dope shirt. picture. Yeah. Like he took a great photo, and that's what he's famous for. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's my like just I said, like mine's Stalin. very surface surface level. <laughs> but people who still wear that shirt today, are, it's completely misguided and stupid. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go. Well, I think that there's a lot of um, famous, like, historical stuff that we all know, like, is not the truth anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Columbus. Christopher Columbus. Yeah, exactly. That's and, a like, fun one. Benjamin Franklin with the kite and the key. But like, wait, do we still get Columbus Day off? It's uh, Indigenous whatever. People's Day in Los yeah. Angeles County. Yeah. Is it? Because yeah. Christopher Columbus was... Then cool. Kicked also, out as mayor because he chopped people's hands off. Also, he never made it to North America. 
<laughs> also that. He was yeah, in like, he, like he was in like bonus. he was like in the yeah. Caribbean. <laughs> also like record keeping glitch that totally didn't happen. Yeah, the whole thing's bonus. Well, um yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I got named after. First off, I love that America's named after America Amerigo Vespucci. So not only was it the guy who quote unquote discovered us, he's the first one who's just like, I'm gonna make a map and call it my name. Yeah. And he didn't call it he didn't call it his last name. He called it, yeah. He's like if we lived in the United States of Matica. Like, <laughs> Welcome to Nick! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know, that's kind of that's kind of. So when, dope. We, when we talk about the country of Nick, <laughs> it has to be in caps with an exclamation point. Yes, that is the proper... Uh, and screamed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Said with emphasis. <laughs> like you mean it. <laughs> in an unearned confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that fits. All right, so Joey and I were... At Sequoia National Park last weekend. And oh, what the Sequoias do? <laughs> Easy, no. Nick. Don't no. tell me. So, the Sequoia National Park is home to... Justification! The first and second largest trees in the whole world. Mm-hmm. The f- largest tree in the Suck world Asia. is the General Sherman tree. The second largest tree in the world is the General Grant tree. You guys, oh, so you named it after uh, terrible people. <laughs> so then I was like... So guys, those trees are real big. In my head, I'm like, why would they name these after... General Sherman and General Grant. And that I was tree like, who never came to California. Yes, who never came to California, for sure. But in my head, I was like, I'm sure I'm fuzzy on the history here. But the, <laughs> but I want to I look it up. I want to, like, I like history a lot, and I like Bragger. when there's content to go with it. We happened to be there when the government was shut down, so all the museums and everything were closed, so I didn't get to read all the plaques like I always do. That magic 69 hours. So, That's a very small yes. window where you had to do Yeah, I know. So that was great timing. It almost feels um, personal. But- <laughs> all right. Democrats, now that Joey and Kim uh, <laughs> back have been kicked out trip. of the park, let's, uh, should we... Let's, let's fold in half like fucking spineless let's wallets. Fold? Let's fall. <laughs> so anyways, I had to do my own research a little bit. It was because... almost like they wanted me to be able to go through the park faster. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I told Joey, I was like, the only Sherman that I could remember, in my mind, what I remember... The Shermanator from he... America. <laughs> was that he went on like that that scorched earth... Sure, March through the South. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked it up. True, he did do that. But it wasn't but, a, it wasn't about killing but people. In fact, it was fucking rad. There wasn't there wasn't <laughs> yeah, like he was fighting slavers. There yeah. wasn't <laughs> raping and killing. And although the the practice was controversial because he was like basically burning everything he Denying came across them food. and it was civilian goods because like the Army of the South was very civilian supported. It the idea was like Okay, but we just burned their food in their house. They can build another house and get more food. But, like, it ends the war sooner, and they're still alive. If they fight us in the war, they're going to be dead. He'll just die slowly so, of starvation. Well, it's funny as Grant, they were like, you know, he's cruel. And, like, you know, all the all the Southern generals were like, they came from rich, landed Southern families, and they went to West Point. So they're literally gentlemen, and they're all, like, high flute and yeah. fancy manners and stuff. This is and not then, appropriate. And then, yeah. and then Grant and Sherman were, like, Was he a didn't drunk? shave every day. They were ruthless drunks. Well, and, <laughs> and then, Sherman is, like, credited with, like, um, what's, I can't think of a word, but, like, not inventing, but, like, basically, like, doing what he called total war, which was where he like burned all the civilian stuff. And <laughs> yeah. he was, like... They might not be part of the war per se, but like 
they're contributing and supporting, so yeah. like, we gotta go Let's after name everything. More stuff. Let's name more stuff after Sherman. This guy fucks. So no, anyways, but, hey, but, listen, <laughs> fuck the South. Yeah, but, for the most part, but for the most part, what I remembered about Sherman was pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Grant was where I found some interesting stuff. Oh. Well, well, we didn't go to the Grant Street. It's yeah. second tallest. Fuck yeah. that. Well, my favorite is still, is, is they were like, they are complaining about Grant being a drunk lout. And Lincoln goes, I can't spare the man. He fights. Because yeah. every, every American general, every Union general, uh, well, I'm going to say American because the Confederacy. Technically. Yeah, they, yeah. they left and they're pieces uh-huh. of shit. Uh, he's like, we're like, sucked. We literally got all the JV guys from West Point. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just got two guys who were just drunks who fought Indians 24-7. <laughs> and then they're just like, just unleash these assholes on the South. And they did. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, War got Grant, wrapped up pretty Grant quick. Grant became a president. Yeah. Grant went He's from... He's on the 50. Grant went from literally an alcoholic degenerate to the president. To an alcoholic degenerate president. <laughs> thanks to this war. So anyways. Well, he fought the South. It, uh, the how's that translating that, to government? Uh, you're really selling me on these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Joey's like, I'm coming around on them. Yeah. This Maybe we should rocks. go back and see the other one. <laughs> um, so anyways, the part that I found most interesting about Grant happened after he became president. And so there's two like write-ups of essentially the same facts but where they supply slightly different motives, and at this point in history, probably who knows what the actual motive was anymore, but depending on which one you go with, very different, very different story. Um, But after he became president, after the Civil War was over, and he had, like, played a significant personal part in freeing the slaves and that whole thing, there was this idea that went about for a while and almost became real, where they were going to annex the Dominican Republic and send all the black people there. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, well, you know, Hitler's going to send all the Jews to Madagascar. What was he fighting for in that? So, yeah, <laughs> guess... right? Okay, so here's one of the he two just different motivations. Yeah. And Lincoln goes, you're fighting the guys in the gray now. <laughs> oh, all right, God. And, sure. and then he did that. <laughs> Takes a pull on the, yeah. the whiskey so, bottle and heads south. So the south. two different motivations Wait, we're are... anti-slave? Oh, well, better pay, pay yeah. more. So the two different motivations are, one, is that, like, the Dominica... The Dominican Republic needed some help. It wasn't called the Dominican Republic at the time. But um, it was technically a United States territory, and they could have used the help, and they were concerned that their enemies might get a hold of it. So they were going to, like, give it an opportunity to, to go to statehood. They also offered the head of it, like, a personal payout of $100,000. So Dominica was, like, on board. <laughs> and And then Grant was like, plus, it could be a place... For some of the newly freed and like the maybe uncomfortable black Americans to go where they'd be away from the people who used to be their slavers and like feel more comfortable. That was what Liberia and Africa was supposed to be. So, but then there's an alternate motivation (laughs) where there was a particular senator or someone, congressman, who also got on board with it. And it was straight up just a racist thing where like, (laughs) yeah, we shouldn't be, you shouldn't be slaves. That's too far. But we also don't like you guys. Just go over here. Well, you know, uh, if I don't know if you guys remember over the summer, that'd be the summer of 2017 for you archivists who are listening to this later. (laughs) uh, HBO announced that they were going to do that Confederacy show with the creators of uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you mean the guys who can't write uh, people of color? 
or handle <laughs> sexual assault well are going to build their entire show around it. Yeah. That's going to be good. And um, <laughs> so then, like, I, I don't know if it's canceled, but they're not actively working on it right now. Oh, but, really? Uh, I didn't hear that but part. But Amazon is working on a show, uh, and one of the guys involved is Aaron Magruder from the Boondocks. Mm. And basically, we're after the Civil War, we gave, like, Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi to black people, and it became a freed slaves country, and it's not part of the U.S., Oh, weird. And the, the shows like what in the 21st century where we've had that like, is like, what that armed like. conflict with them and it's like a Cold War and now we're coming out of the Cold War and like what that kind of future looks like. Hmm. That would be interesting. So it's kind of similar to your Dominican Republic, but that'd be like if we gave them all of the Caribbean and Cuba. I really like boondocks. <laughs> so anyways, um, there, like I said, there's plenty of other stuff as far as historical correctness that I think a lot of people know about. That one was just one that I had recently actually been looking at. <laughs> but so. Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put him on a shirt. We're literally driving to the park and I'm like tell- talking to Joey. There's no surface, so I can't look it up while we're there. But I'm just like, I wonder why they named this after Sherman. The only Sherman I remember, results. I feel like I remember him being kind of awful. <laughs> Um, but big awfully tree. good at war. Yeah, turns yeah. Out. But, but against the guys, we need him to be awful. Yeah, too. yeah, kind of worked. Yeah, big so trees. Big trees are Civil War generals. Sure, oh, sure. Also, yeah. also, his middle name's Tecumseh. That's pretty metal. Well, that's yeah, what I told Joey. Good. I was like, the only one I remember is William Tecumseh Sherman, and I think that's part of why I remember him because his name that was is a great so score memorable. In my hometown, Tecumseh. Yeah. Yeah, William, but that's probably named William after the Tecumseh actual Native Sherman. American leader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not Sherman's nickname or middle name. Oh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know in Southern Indiana. It's true. It's for sure, it's true. Yeah, a lot of misguided people over there. <laughs> Very fine people on both sides. Mm. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I can. Okay, um, do it. Yeah, just looking up. This is just like man. Everyone in history mm-hmm. uh, was awful. I was gonna do. I liked going through my alternates, um, unless it's someone's. Uh, I was gonna do Chap Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Who was into young girls. Oh, cool. Uh, Wait, how long? How young? Well, Inappropriately here's the thing. Young? At the time, yeah, yeah. They're like 16, yeah. But I feel like uh, maybe 17 was like more common back then. I don't know. But like, but well, they Jerry were all silent, Lu- so Jerry no one Lewis knew. married his 13-year-old second cousin or something. Jeebus. Um, <sighs> then uh, there was, uh, was Aristotle had some insane ideas about women. And that they're barely human. Oh. He's like, they don't have as much teeth. Never like, <laughs> what? But then people were like, yeah. You, you better drink some count hemlock. Them and find out they have the same. I don't understand. Shut up, they woman. Just... <laughs> I was like, we're what? not listening to your lies. Maybe I should look that up. Let's think about stars. <laughs> Dentistry's for women. <laughs> Whoa. But uh, I kind of, I found, I was. More uh, interested in, in in Magellan, sure. Fernand Magellan, who was supposed to be the first guy that sailed around the world, mm-hmm. only he didn't survive <laughs> the his trip body. all no. the way. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> the Filipinos got him. Yeah, he died in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> we ate him because alive. Okay, he set out with five ships. Ended up with I think two, maybe three. No, at one time had seven. Was it, okay, <laughs> um, was he alive? When they sailed through what is now known as the Strait of Magellan. At least that, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because he did, he did, um, they sailed south and it got cold, cold, and I think that's when there was a mutiny. Nick, did they weaken that Bernie's him and that's why they thought (laughs) (laughs) 
It is I, the magical <laughs> Magellan. I have the- made it all the way around the world. I'm all right. <laughs> Everyone shut up. If they find out our captain's dead, they're going to take our boat. And then the the Philippines, his last remaining ship, sails into port. And everyone's like, on the docks, like, oh my god, what happened to Magellan? He circumnavigated the globe. Is he okay? What became of him and his crew? And then he just pops up and goes, lived it. (laughs) Lived it. (laughs) I lived it. Done it. I did the thing. Lived it. And then falls off the boat, drowns. (laughs) (laughs) They let go of him and and his rotting body falls into the harbor. <laughs> oh, in mine, he we, they didn't weaken and Bernie's him in my imagination. Oh, okay. again, okay. this is another counterpart. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Another Branch. multiverse, yeah. another J.K. Simmons world, I'm where he's right. watching the show. <laughs> um, so the, well, there's a mutiny when they're sailing around South yeah. America. Uh, he executed the mutineers, sure, and then sailed across the Pacific, almost starved to death. And then once he got to the Philippines, he did he, some fuckboy shit. Yeah. He he met with some like a big chief leader, converted them, convinced him to like convert to like, Christianity. Yeah. Except there's one uh chieftain of a smaller island next to them that wouldn't. He was like, No, I'm not about this. And so he teamed up with the other chiefs to like confront him. But he was like, Hey guys, we're gonna go meet and fight this war. Um, you guys stay back. We'll handle it. Us Portuguese will handle it. <laughs> Portuguese. Um they go to the shore with 40 guys. Um, they couldn't get close enough to have their cannon support them because uh, it was shallow, too, too shallow. shallow. And so they went, ab- went to shore. So they rode their boats, boats aboard. With 40, boards, 40 boards, guys, boards. they were They're met tiny with little boats. 1,500 uh, um, natives and got slaughtered. <laughs> cool. Um, Magellan himself got, him. got a spear <laughs> to the face. Him. Here to the face. Yeah, that's going to be tough to Bernie. <laughs> what if he is dead? I was, was imagining he wearing that cloak. <laughs> I was imagining he was dead before that, and then when they attacked, he got a spear in the face. They're like, "Oh no, he killed him! Look what they did!" It certainly wasn't us mutineers, leftover mutineers. We definitely didn't kill the loyal crew and say they were the mutineers, and then make it to the Philippines, and then feed them to the Filipinos. They stab him in the, the face with a spear, and he doesn't bleed at all, because he's been dead for weeks. Uh, that was the Just Battle of Macton. <laughs> the Battle of Macton. Got him! <laughs> I heard Magellan had black stuff blood. That's why but he was his... such a good sailor. So, somehow I found this, like website that's like history for kids perfect <laughs> at least and I can i'm like understand it. <laughs> setting sail um when they described his death <laughs> magellan dies after stocking up on supplies the ships headed to the philippines magellan became involved in an argument between local tribes that he made he and around 40 <laughs> of his men were killed in battle unfortunately magellan would not see the end of his historic journey <laughs> wow so he didn't circumnavigate the globe because he yeah. died in Asia, which I will remind you is nowhere near Portugal. Europe. <laughs> What's funny in, in he died on the far side of Asia, which I will remind you is on the opposite side of the planet. Yeah. So he half circumnavigated the globe. <laughs> well, but did they his, take body his body with circumnavigated. Uh, no, they um no. they requested his body like with a tribe. Oh yeah, here's the thing. They after the battle, like his second, and like the other tribesmen were like, "Well, can we get the bodies?" And they're like, "No." But then they had a feast with the the main chief, and he poisoned the remaining Portuguese, and what? many of them died. So they just fucked off. Then 
You're cool. like, all right, bounce. <laughs> oh, yeah. These, uh, uh, these people living in uh, grass huts with uh, wood for weapons really kicked the shit out Wrecked of us. Them. <laughs> Wow! Um, wow! Turns out we're not shit without guns or cannons. I met uh, or uh, I or mentioned this pox. on the way up with Matt, and Matt was like, "Yeah, we definitely ate them." <laughs> Is there any merit to that? No. I'm Did you personally eat Magellan, Matt? I'm just I'm just inside their head. Are you Matt Jellen? <laughs> yeah, my the, the the part of my the part of my family that was Filipino uh, led the revolts and also was like, it feels like we just keep circling back to the eat them idea. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, we'll do whatever. Obviously, we're gonna do what all the chiefs want to do. Oyster sauce covers up a lot, but we we did most of the killing on the beach today. What? I'm sorry, I got distracted. Someone behind me said we should also eat them. It's weird. It's so <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I'm not into it unless you're into it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, to honor a worthy foe, <laughs> we poop them out. Maybe we eat them. It was. I, I was reading the journal entries of his second in command, which took over from. But it's funny, like, they called him. They got him! They fucking got him! <laughs> oh, oh my God. shit, they fucking got him! <laughs> Shit's fucked! I think he, he actually said he got stabbed in the face with a spear. <laughs> Just to the point. Yeah. But Literally. also, he kept referring to the Filipinos as Indians. Like, it's just like... Everyone's any, Indians to Anyone them. who wasn't yeah. white was like Indians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Sure. Does this place have a name? Well, we call it okay, Indians. <laughs> so, according okay, to the 1500s, there's Europe, and then... Indians. India. Well, yeah. no, India is no, just the rest. Because they knew about Africa. And they traded with Asia, but it was the Orient. Yeah. So <laughs> and everything then, and then, southeast and then, of and that then, was and Indians. Then, and then uh, India. Uh, and then Africa was like southern Carthage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. Matt, who do you got? Uh, so this one, um, the Spartans suck. Yeah. <laughs> the ancient Spartans. But they have such good abs. What is your profession? Well, okay. Thank, excellent segue, Nick. First off, 300 is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Weird. so that part where they're just like, oh, well, you, you don't fight slaves. You fight free men. And it's like, oh, at the time, the Persian Empire outlawed slavery. And the only way the Spartans were able to be professional warriors, that part was like, what is your profession? And they all hold up their spears, is because they conquered a people and made them be their slaves. <laughs> they conquered another civilization and said, oh, okay, Helots... You're our slaves now. You do all the construction, and you do all the farming, so we can do Spartan shit. So we're going to go work on our abs. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, flip this tire! Yeah! Exactly. Spartan! Spartan! We're the number one culture! Russian <laughs> stone beer cans against their heads? Yeah. I mean, forgetting aside the part where the movie weirdly implies that throwing babies off a cliff, because they don't look like they grow up to be good Spartans, is something to be admired. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be pretty tough, or otherwise we'll throw you off a cliff. What? Fuck you. <laughs> Even that baby would def- would betray them eventually or something. Yeah. Right? Or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> there were seven helots. This is good. <laughs> this is a Spartan bird. Not Sparta bad. <laughs> there were seven helots to every one Spartan, so every year they'd declare Jeez. war on the helots over like a long weekend. <laughs> and they'd let, they'd let young Spartan warriors in groups called the Crypteria hunt and kill them to sharpen their skills and keep the Helots afraid. They, they play dangerous game. Yeah. They alien versus predator. And they wouldn't tell the Helots. You would just be <laughs> you'd just be going through the field one day and then three Spartans would be coming at you. <laughs> I don't want to play, I don't want to play, I don't want to play. <laughs> they even go so far as to kill especially good looking or charismatic Helots so they couldn't rally their people into revolt. Whoa. Uh, and that's they, really hot. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna collect hot people him. face. 
the the Spartans rarely went to war. They mostly depended on their reputation as full-time warriors to defuse most situations, and they knew it. Thermopylae <laughs> was, and don't you ever forget it, a fucking loss. Their soldiers, while in excellent shape, were too close-minded about Spartan superiority and could never adapt and change. And this is why they were beaten by the Macedonians and then the Thebans, uh, who also fought and died at Thermopylae. Fucking Thebans. Uh, they had no culture besides war. They had no art besides training. To them, milita- military preparedness came before everything, so they had nothing to pass on. Uh, you know, like Winston Churchill once said, the arts are essential to any complete national life. The state owes it so itself to sustain and encourage them. Ill fares the race, which fails to salute the arts with reverence and delight, which they are due. You know, it's like Rome was probably was was one of the greatest military powers of all time. (laughs) And but you know what? We still admire their art, their sculpture. If you want, if you want a big government building to look giant and official and imposing, you you give it Roman columns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like if all you have is war, like you don't have anything psychologically to. Fight for. What are you fighting for? Yeah. What are you defending? What do you pass on to your kids? Yeah. Where they're like, we have to preserve this. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing the Spartans have passed on, the only thing they're known for, besides being on like stickers that like <laughs> racists wear <laughs> when they march to to say Jews will not replace us. They, that's um, a, that's a symbol of that. Yeah, um, it, like uh, a lot of a lot of shitty police officers and like army guys and stuff will have like a Spartan helmet. And then under it'll say Molon Lob, which is uh, ancient Greek for come and take them. What's like, yeah, you want my guns? Second Amendment, uh, come and take them. Um, okay, cool. And uh, the thing they're most known for besides that is what's called a laconic phrase, which is basically being a terse dickhead. <laughs> which is like, the guy's like, oh, you guys should surrender, otherwise uh, our arrows will blot out the sun. Then we'll fight in the shade. Or uh, okay. uh, someone someone goes, uh, uh, Spartan women had really great rights. It go, basically went uh, Egypt and then the Vikings and then Sparta for like female rights in like the medieval uh, okay. ancient world. And it goes, why are Spartan women allowed to rule over men? And it's like a, some, a soft Athenian asked this. And then a Spartan woman said, because we're the only ones that give birth to men. It's just being a smarmy dickhead. <laughs> and that's all they're known for is just a laconic phrase. Um, but I do want to, I do want to, do my favorite uh, laconic phrase of all time was uh, during the Battle of Bastogne in World War II. The German commander said, uh, uh, "Surrender. You have no weapons. You have no food. You will be treated well." And then the the uh, American general in Bastogne just sent back the word "nuts." That's nuts. Yeah. This is also in Jericho. <laughs> I don't get no, it. I don't either. So the guy's like, "Yeah, just give up because we're going to beat you no matter what." And the guy's like, "Nuts. Come and get it." Yeah. Nuts, fuck you. It's back then that was like a thing. You know, nuts. Just nuts, call nuts. say say nuts. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I sent it back. Anyway, uh yeah, the Spartans uh are always remembered as these like awesome warriors and like that movie's weirdly fucking vividly fascist. I did enjoy it. I saw it in the theaters three times. Yeah. <laughs> the action's excellent. Uh but uh Sparta, the myth of them is like these freedom loving Proto Americans <laughs> is not is gar- not well racist. actually you know I mean they like slavery and they're pretty racist yeah. uh, so maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. more so up, now you brought up Winston Churchill I read some less than flattering things about him oh he's a huge piece this. of shit but yeah. but what helped him was uh, the guy he was against was literally Hitler yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah but but really but, stacking the deck but Churchill Churchill but he's our piece of shit yeah <laughs> Ch- Churchill was the king of the laconic phrase when that woman's like. When he was being like sexist and and stuff at a party and drunk, woman was like, "You're a terrible man. If you were my husband, I would poison your drink." And he goes, "Madam, if you were my wife, I would drink it." (laughs) 
Smarmy dickhead. Smarmy dickhead. That's good. Uh, he makes a good solitaire. I have it on my phone. It's called Churchill Solitaire. It's, it's a real thing. When do you get a Churchill quote? Huh? He, he's one of the he, most quoted men in history. Like 15 million words. It's a, um, a Donald Rumsfeld. No, I gotta go. Was, ta- <laughs> was taught a version of Solitaire created by Winston Churchill... And they made it into an app, and I play it, and it's good. What is the? What's like? Why is it different? <clears throat> it's double deck. It's two decks, and it's solitaire rules still, where you have to get the aces up in the top. Mm-hmm. But there's um, one for each of the eight aces now, and then there's this other row at the top that's face up cards uh, overlapping each other that you have to go from there to the top right into the ace piles, but they have to be done in order. So you have to like. Arrange the bottom grid just like regular solitaire to move the aces up to the corner, but you have to also get rid of this stack that is locked into a certain order to go to the aces as well. This sounds like a card game invented by a man who was drunk most of the day. Which it's super it was. hard. Yeah, yeah, true. Fact. It's it's good though. Mm. It's it's like the they have uh, what's called like a career mode in it, and it does have Shut like the, career mode solitaire. Fuck off. The career mode of it is like mission based, where you go oh, through. Uh, church. It has screens Chilly that no. go through uh, Churchill's Chilly. life. Churchill's life. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Well, if you want to live through the Boer War, <laughs> you better beat solitaire. <laughs> How did I get through this? All right. If you want to make if you want to make it through the <laughs> the Navy, you better get really good at solitaire. <laughs> The, it's it's solid. It, I Don't think look it's, it up. No, uh, I still have it installed. I, Churchill, uh, fucking everywhere. Now. I'm actually just gonna start playing it. Yeah, Re- like right. Rewatching Peaky. This just became an episode of Wazd. <laughs> yeah, I've talked about it on there. Hang on, let's see the. What, what are you doing? Are you quoting yourself? What did I say? This is actual archival footage playing right now. I'm inspired. Yeah, there is. And that's why we named our country that. <laughs> so dumb. But All yeah, right. I like I'm that inspired. game. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think that was a successful show. We should probably wrap it up here before it's this good is to be back. Hey. Hours long. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's been too long since I've been in front of a mic. Yeah, uh, telling it like it thank is. Thank you for. Yeah, th- thanks again to Adam show. for ordering up this show. Thanks, Adam. Uh, mm-hmm. Much appreciated. Mm-hmm. The money will be spent poorly. Uh, you can. Yeah. F- no. If you would like one of these for yourself, uh, just head on over to the store at exposedmagico.com. Um, can email explosionmagico at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter. And let's record a what movie Twitter, show. Joey? Explosion Magico. Oh, <laughs> I've been following the wrong one. <laughs> I've been following at Bill Simmons. Is that not us? Nope, not Exploto us. Tokyo show. I just don't understand why no one can find us. <laughs> Uh, but thanks again, uh, Adam. I have been one of your hosts through this delightful journey, Joey Reinish, with Kim Reinish. Hey. Nick Allen. Yeah! And Matt Loman. Slow ya. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>